0: yo what up it's awesome in this pod we bring on a special guest to discuss all the trades done at the trade deadline hope you guys enjoy welcome ladies and gentlemen to floor generals the podcast where we try to get danny green on the show with me of course is my co-host ryan hugh how you doing ryan
1: i'm good man i'm good uh just very tired but otherwise i'm good uh you
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And uh, with us this week, we have a guest. Uh, he's our friend. Long time friend. we know known him for, let's say, like 10 plus years. Uh, it's our friend, Danny Green. How you doing, Danny?
2: I'm doing very well, man. Thank you.
0: Oh, wait. Was I supposed to come on right now? Was that good? That was good. Yeah, that was, that was,
2: good. Good, that Danny. was Danny. Don't worry, Danny. Great, Don't worry. Danny. It's Don't a long day. Danny. It's been a long I've been trying day. To get on, I've, been, I've been trying to get on the pod for a long time. That's
0: why. I ah, know it's you a long list. It's out. okay. <laughs> i mean we did want to get lebron on but i mean we had to settle so we, we brought you on so it's okay i appreciate you thank you for yeah. having me okay but sarcasm aside uh this is our great friend don fernandez how you doing don Come really on,
2: don. oh on, all right, don. All right. On, well don. i'm doing very well
0: thanks uh, i'm
2: doing i'm doing excellent i'm very excited to be here uh supposed to be here last week but unfortunately couldn't uh but guys had a great show i'm glad to cover the trade deadline today i think that's worth our topic right yeah
0: Yeah, and before we get to that uh we want to introduce our guests in floor generalist fashion so don Mm -hmm. i'm gonna ask you three questions okay all right how did you get into basketball what is your favorite team and who is your favorite player well naturally i got into basketball because of my height i'm a
2: about six eight and generally people look up to me and so you know I was uh, always okay. uh, always looked at by the coaches to approach me to play basketball even though my main sport was volleyball. So um that's how I got into basketball. Um my my favorite player growing up was Vince Carter. He was actually the one who who got me, I guess, after the dunk competition in two thousand, um everyone in Toronto was talking about the Raptors and what Vince did for that special weekend. Um and yeah, after that, I just became a huge Carter fan, huge Raptors fan, and been with them ever since. I forgot the third question, though, to be honest. What was the third uh, question? What, what was your favorite, favorite team? Oh, favorite team. Yeah. So because of Vince, I've, I've loved the Raptors uh, ever since 2000. I'm a closet Grizzlies fan as well. Uh, Ooh. Okay. Just, yeah, just uh, I like what they've got going on right now. Uh, so it's sort of sort of a bandwagon, but uh, in the closet
1: about that still. But I guess I guess I'm out now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Grizzlies is a good team. They're they're up and coming, I think, but they're yeah, not exactly like, the yet. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's a good choice. Yeah. I just want to ask, cause since uh, Vince Carter retired last year, what about your current favorite player? Current favorite player. Current favorite player.
2: Uh, I would just have to. I don't have. I mean, you can go off, going off the China. top of the bat. No, no, definitely not. No, that's not the route I'm going to take. I'd probably just go with, overall, just because of who he is off the court and how he conducts himself. Not because he's in contention to be the GOAT, but um, I would go with LeBron. I would go with LeBron's my favorite player right now. Uh, just because mainly of what he does, the stuff, you know, me being a teacher, the stuff he does for the community outside, building schools and uh, giving back. That's why I would go with yeah. LeBron. Yeah. With LeBron. Yeah, there's just no negative, negative thing to say about him in the press, right? There's nothing.
1: You can't, you can you can't say bad stuff about because he's yeah, just that highly regarded in the yeah. media and by us fans as well. So that's a good. Yeah. That's a so. Good. That's and you said something be... about being a teacher.
2: Yeah, that's uh, teacher? that's my. After 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 my. Uh... After my sports, uh, after my basketball career, you know, I didn't get into D one because I had to take
1: other routes. Um, <laughs> I decided to
2: become a teacher. That's right. Yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, it's it's funny. I I I'm assuming you're like a French teacher. Oh, well, why is that? I don't know. It's Let's like it it, it it just sounds like I might have had you in grade eleven or something, but might be because okay. like tony parker i used to be a big tony parker fan so maybe that's the vibe you're getting oh maybe maybe, maybe. yeah Loki look low-key looks like tony parker just Loki.
2: who's that me
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> back, back, back. <laughs> okay so with that uh with that introduction to Don, um uh, i'm gonna please talk about our fast break news which this week won't be that long considering The trade deadline was the main focus all week. So very quickly, I'm just going to address uh, rest in peace to NBA legend Elgin Baylor, who passed away sadly on Monday night or on Monday. Uh, Baylor averaged 27.4 points, 13.5 rebounds and 4.3 assists a game, uh, playing 14 seasons in the NBA for the Lakers. He died at the age of 86 of natural causes. So prayers up to his family. And I'm going to start off our trade deadline grading with the Bulls getting Nikola Vucevic and Alfred Camino for, uh, from the Magic for Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., and two first-round picks. So, Austin, let's have you start it off. What is your grade on the trade?
0: All right. So I'm going to open this up for the Magic because, you know, each team has different kind of Directions they want to go with their future so with the magic, it seems like they want to rebuild and start getting young and go this tank away Like the Philadelphia 76ers did so I give them a 9 out of 10 You know for Nikola Vucevic He's kind of like an older player who didn't have much years left of this dominant prime well, I'm expecting and for them to get back to, uh, The seventh overall pick and Wendell Carter jr. And I think 2017 or 2018 Otto Porter jr. Who can offer some I guess some veteran leadership and some decent scoring, and then also two first-round picks. I mean, that's a really good package to get back for Nikola Vucevic. So I gave them a nine for this.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, Don.
2: Um. Well, I was told to come prepared with the grading skill, so I actually. Well, I have, I have a grading skill as well. I, I have my I have mine listed from like uh, letter grades, uh, elementary yeah, school I, style. I so <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually gave, similar to I guess to Austin here, I gave them a, a letter grade of an A, uh, for the Magic. Um, I thought they got a massive haul, getting to I think that's exactly what they were looking for, getting two uh, pieces as well as 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 well as the two picks. I think the picks were the main part of this deal. Yeah. Um, I think they were both first rounders, right? They had to yeah. be first rounders for for an all star like Vucevic. Um, and I think they just that was the best deal that they were going to get. I don't know whether any else where they were to got a haul like this, um, getting getting two players as, as well as these picks. I'm not sure exactly what the Bulls are going for. Um, right now, they're out of the playoff picture. They're sitting in 10th. Um, are they aiming for the 8th seed? They haven't made the playoffs in like four years, so maybe that's that's their goal. I guess they're pushing for it. It's it's, it's going to be interesting. I'm gonna. It's going to be exciting to watch Levine and, and, and Vucevic play together. Like, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, for um, sure. So for the Bulls, I, I would give them... I'm not really sure what what they're looking at like because just because based on where they are right now in the in the standings I'm not really sure what is obviously they're going for the playoffs right now so um I'll give them a B plus because just because they they did give away a lot I know they got Buchvisan. and you said al, al Farouk, was it? Al yeah, Farouk. You, can't, you can't forget Al i Um but yeah, I feel like two first rounders as well as two two pieces like this uh although Auto his his contract I looked it up is expiring soon and he was unlikely they they're, they're not going to keep him so that's fine yeah. but yeah that's what that those were my grades
1: that I would give okay so uh, for me uh, I liked what Orlando did I gave him an A plus because the the rebuild they they're they're starting should have started a long time ago ever since like to me like the Dwight Howard uh, era ended I think that should have happened. So A plus for Orlando for actually embracing the rebuild and getting the promising uh, big in Wendell Carter and uh, two first rounds. So that's a big win for them. And uh, I'm going to disagree with what Mr. Uh, Don said. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Uh, Go ahead. I'm going to I'm, I'm giving Chicago an A because I think they're heading in the right direction if they want to keep their their All Star been being happy. Since uh I looked up the contract of Vucevic, it's act he's actually not being overpaid. He's actually making around like 21 million, 22 million next the next two seasons. I think uh the the Bulls will make some noise in the Eastern Conference in the next two, three seasons if the both of them are playing at like at this high all-star level. I I like what the Bulls are doing. So I think it's an a an a grade for me for chicago
0: i mean ron do you really trust the bulls to make good decisions you know like i mean like first they have busevich but like let's see what they're going to do with marketing i mean once they get marketing off and whatever they do with marketing kind of like shifts the franchise because if they keep marketing then they can build them into a, a decent third option i would think but if they move marketing that's going to really determine what their future is going to look like
1: i mean like if you move marketing in uh, he's on a restricted, uh, like he's restricted free agency. I think if you move him for like a big name, I don't know what what name that could be, but if you move him for a big name, I think the Bulls would be an easy uh, playoff team the next season or two. Considering they have two all star talents already, they have developing guys and Patrick Williams, they have good veteran leadership and Gary Temple and Thaddeus Young. Uh, the new head, uh, the head coach Billy Donovan, I think they're heading in a good. good good direction.
0: Yeah, and uh, I just want to touch on Wendell Carter Jr. real quick. So, across the season, he's been getting decent minutes, and once he's gone down and come back, he's kind of lost his starting role to Thaddeus Young, and ever since then, he's only playing at about 20 minutes a game, and it seems like the Bulls kind of gave up on him. Now, in the Magic, he's going to be their starting center. He's playing over, I think, Chumo Kiki or something, and I feel like he has a good chance to be one of the better centers in the Eastern Conference. You know, I could see him averaging around 18, 11, and 6. Like, I feel like he has a decent chance to be one of those playmaking bigs that can offer some shooting. Of course, his de- defense isn't the greatest, but I feel like that comes with time. And at some point, I can see Wendell being a very service- serviceable center for the Orlando Magic.
1: For sure, for sure. I just wish Mobamba can actually get rid of it.
2: Well, I think this trade, I I just think that the Magic definitely got the best deal here because because they're solidifying the rebuild. they they They've got an established group of young players right now with uh Markel and what's Jonathan Isaac if if he if he comes back the way he was playing before he got those injuries as well as those two first round picks. I mean that's that that would, like I said I'm just going to highlight those are the big I don't think Nikola Vucevic is going to be worth a first round like two first rounders next season. You know what I mean? I I don't know if if he's reached his peak. Um this is probably, you know, this is his the best value you're going to get from him. At the right time so um that's why i'm just giving the magic the best the best grade here and the bulls uh, i see what you're saying ryan but i mean oh are they gonna are they gonna get are they gonna get past are they gonna get past the first round is the question right like making the playoffs is all fun and great until you get knocked out in like four games right
1: it's... but isn't the goal for every young team is to at least make the playoffs i think like the public, a team for like sure this, for sure they want to get the playoffs right now
2: for so. sure but your argument was like sort of like. Like, the Clippers and Kawhi, like, okay, we need to bring Paul George so we can keep Kawhi. Like, Zach Levine's going to make his own decision. He's not going to stick around because, you know, they showed that they were interested by by bringing in Nikola. Like, it's not it's not enough for him, I don't think. Although he did tweet a bunch of, like,
1: eye emojis and whatnot, all excitement, <laughs> something like it, that. It's, it's exciting to play with another All-Star. So. For sure. Yeah, For sure. That's why what, that's what I'm giving the Bulls an A for that deal. So, yeah. You're an easy marker. That's good. I'm not an easy marker. The, <laughs> next, the next trade we're going to be talking about, I did. I, I gave... Wait, wait. Free. We got we, we to get to what
2: Austin gave the Bulls because he only gave the Magic a 9 out of 10. Oh, what was true, your true, grade?
0: True. Bulls? So, yeah. so you guys gave him, like, letter grades like it's elementary school. I gave him, you know, just straight numbers. So I gave him a okay. 5 out of 10 for this grade. Thank you. There you go. Listen, by the time Vucevic kind of grows old, like, I think those picks were 2023 and 2025. Like, by the time... Mm-hmm it comes time to for those picks to you know come to fruition. Like they're not gonna be a good team, the Bulls. I don't see them being a good team and that just like means that you just gave up two first round picks that are gonna be valuable picks for like a few years of playoff contention. Like I just I don't see how the Bulls are gonna really win this trade even in the future.
2: Just playoff contention, just getting in the playoffs. But anyways yeah. I agree with you Ask. Well done. <laughs> a plus for you.
0: Even over my yeah, teacher it, don't what talk is not talk like out to What is it, five yeah. out of 10 for me? <laughs> five out of 10 for you. Yeah, right. You Come failed. Come on, man. Come on, mister. All, right. All right. All
1: right. The next trade we're going to be covering. I gave this trade a really bad grade for the other side. It's the Evan Fournier trade. So, once again, the Magic, they trade Evan Fournier to the Boston Celtics for Jeff Teague mm-hmm. and two second round picks. Thoughts?
0: You go ahead, Austin. All right, so I think that the Magic could have got a bit more for Fournier. I just feel like if scoring more? about... All right, I mean, what do you want? Two first-round picks for Fournier too? Come on. like I'm not saying
1: two first-rounds. I think
0: one first-round pick could have been it. But two for, two second-round picks for someone that can score 20 points a game, I just don't think that they tried with Fournier. They were so focused <laughs> on Aaron Gordon. We got to move him. We got to move Nikola Vucevic. And then they were like, oh, we still have this French dude on our team. And they just kind of threw him away for nothing almost. So, you know, I feel I feel happy for Boston fans that they actually got something instead of Danny Ainge pump faking again. But for the Magic, I give him a I, I give him a four out of ten for this one. This is just not it's not enough for someone like Fournier. And for Boston, I gave them an eight out of ten. They're getting someone that can score over sixteen points per game for basically nothing. You threw away Jeff Teague, who didn't really fit your system regardless. Washed so up, right? I he's not washed up. I just don't think. It's not the right system, I guess. Uh, but for Boston, I gave him an eight out of ten, and Orlando four out of ten. Mm.
1: I I I'd say Jeff T's kind of washed up. He hasn't been producing well, like it, like in the box score or fantasy wise. I it's just fancy. don't see. I just don't see the point in. Uh, and plus, you have uh Peyton Pritchard and uh, those guys playing really well for Boston, so uh, they already have their backup point guard as of right now. So that's fine. That's fine, of uh, letting go of Jeff Teague. But then, only two second-round picks for Evan Fournier. Really, like the ma- a twenty-point game score should go at least for one first and maybe a young guy. But yeah, the thing with that, the thing with that whole thing is he's
2: he's coming on an expiring contract, and the Celtics don't have the cap to like keep him. Right, they're already paying so much for Kemba Tatum. What's the other one, Jalen Brown? They can't, they can't sign Evan Fournier after that. So, like, give away a first round for a rental. I mean, it would only have to like, I don't even know what their their de- like their book of draft picks are. Like, I don't know if they have a first round to offer. But I think that was the main reason. Um, but I think the Celtics definitely want. I mean, obviously the Celtics yeah, want this trade. Won obviously, obviously won this trade. Um, I was thinking that they would actually go and target like someone like. Um, like a big power, like Aaron Gordon or or Harrison Barnes or someone like that. But getting this, just I think it was important because we saw last season that they couldn't get it done with Smart running the point and Kemba's lingering injuries. We're not sure how well he's going to perform. So having this is just like this. This is huge for them. Like I think it's it's going to definitely open up space for for all their wings. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just feel like the the magic they got ripped off here. Like they definitely could have gotten. Like you guys said, they definitely could have gotten one first rounder, maybe to a team that could have afforded to keep Fournier after, maybe it's uh, but yeah. That's I, I gave the Magic an F, a feeling great. I gave them an F as well. Give him an yeah, F as well. that means uh us, and that means like below five out of ten. And uh and the Celtics an A
1: an A for sure. I gave him an A as well. That's it's two second rounds for a twenty point guy. It's yeah, yeah, it's, exactly. No no log- there's no logic behind it whatsoever, in my mind. Yeah. But like I pro- probably did
2: come down to what Austin said. I don't know at what point of the day this trade came in. I can't. Remember. I wasn't following. Uh, uh, this is eleven twenty nine a.m. Oh, eleven twenty nine. So is this before the Aaron Gordon trade? Uh,
0: this was before, yeah, before. But
2: this was after the Nikola Vucevic trade, which after, just after. Okay. Yeah. They might have been coming off a high or something. I don't know.
0: Probably. Let's get rid of this guy too.
2: We got, we their finger slipped or something on the like, like we got two first rounders we'll we'll pick up another two second rounders they're going to go with the OKC approach or something like that just, <laughs> just
1: stock up OKC yeah. has 34 draft picks with the, for the next 7 years that's like enough to draft my kids or something yeah yeah <laughs> draft yeah <either>. draft, <laughs> draft my brother, yeah, I draft my brother draft. what oh, oh man Boy. Catching Ethan wearing like number twenty-three with the thunder or something. The next Kevin Durant, the Asian Kevin Durant. Asian Kevin Durant, let's go. <laughs> Alright. Uh so one last final magic trade. The Nuggets get Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark. Whereas the Magic get Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and 2025 protected first rounder pick. Don, let's start off with you this time. Yeah, um, this was a big trade for the
2: Nuggets. This was huge. Um, I know they picked up Javale as well to get some size, but Aaron Gordon is the size that they need just to, you know, defend the bigs that they might have to get through going through both LA teams. Like Aaron Gordon, someone that you could put on. I don't know. He's a good defender. I know he plays both ends. Um, Aaron Gordon could definitely not lock down Kawhi, but either like give him or Paul George some trouble, and we we definitely need size. Um, What's his name? Jokic definitely needs some help um, with like the size that that LA is going to throw at him. With uh, we saw that last season, last playoffs, exactly. They yep. definitely need, they definitely needed something, and I think this is this addressed it. Um, I definitely give the Nuggets an A for this because it's a big move that shows that they're serious and that they're looking to come out of the West. Um, I'm surprised though that the Magic didn't get a better return for Aaron Gordon.
1: I was thinking like um, Bobo or something.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Bobo. I was, is I was
1: thinking Bobo could have been part of the deal, but that was Bobo is like. I know we're talking about Ethan's going to be like the agent Kevin Durant. Bobo is
2: like the Kevin Durant that we just don't know about yet, or like the world doesn't know. It's like the Taco Fall that you know. I actually um, never mind. I don't know where so I was going with that. I don't know where I was going with that one. Ca- <laughs> yeah. a, to that Bruno Caboclo. Shout out to Shout out to But anyways, um yeah, like obviously the Magic are totally going to rebuild mode and I just expected more I know they got a first rounder for Aaron Gordon, but because that one is a protected pick, uh
1: from my knowledge. Know if, yeah, we don't we don't know if they're gonna actually get it. If yeah. Like, How does that like, work exactly? Like what does that mean? It's a protected pick, so
2: uh, being a player, I'm not so in the lingo of, uh, of the, you know, GM, the management side. What is a protected pick? Explain it to our, our audience here. Like, what mm-hmm. does it mean by the Magic may not get this pick? Because if that's the case, then they got robbed, and I'm going to change
1: my letter grade from a C to a D, um, because if they don't get this first round pick, it's useless. I feel right. Basically, a protection means if it if this pick falls within a certain range. Uh, they didn't specify what range at least mm-hmm. to my knowledge, but it, let's say this pick is protected from uh, top 10 protected. So if the pick were to fall within one to 10, I believe Denver is allowed to keep the pick. Whereas if it falls anywhere from t- from 11th to 30th, Orlando gets to keep the pick. Okay. Austin, Austin did I get that right? Uh,
0: yeah, I think so. All
1: right. So they just, they just get to keep the pick and
2: nothing can happen about that. Like they don't yeah. get any compensation. Oh, that's a rip then. Well, I mean, I don't expect the pick to be protected anyway because I mean, Denver's going to be a good team for a long time, Mm -hmm. so that pick is not going to be worth much. Provided they they keep going far in the playoffs, and you know, as long as they make the playoffs, that pick's always going to be, I imagine,
1: below fifteen. Right. So, I mean, who knows? Uh, I think the Warriors were always expected to be a playoff team until the Kevin, uh, not the, the Steph Curry injury last season, as well as Draymond and Clay. And they oh, that's pick. So, right, that's true. So Good we point. never know in the league uh, when this pick might become like. the first but then, overall pick. but the fact that it's but the fact that again that it's protected shows that the Magic didn't get. I don't think the they best got the best deal out of it, and yeah. we don't know what RJ Hampton is capable of, capable of yet. He's largely an unknown in my mind. Yeah, agreed.
0: agreed. No, I, I think I think I I've seen a bit of RJ. In, I like his game. In the limited minutes he's gotten, he's been able to put up stats across the board. He's been getting assists, rebounds, and he's shown decent scoring ability back when he played in college. I feel like this is actually a decent a decent enough return for Aaron Gordon. Of course, you know, after a Boost of his trade, we gave him a good grade and now it's kind of fallen off a bit. I still gave him a seven out of ten just because it's a first round pick, and you're still getting a young prospect who was drafted, who was protected uh, not pro- projected to be drafted in the first round. So I feel like they actually got a decent return off of this. And of course, Denver, you know, they've seen Paul Millsap getting old. They lost uh, Jeremy Grant last offseason. Mm-hmm. So for them to get someone that can fill that void, like Aaron Gordon, I think that's also a pretty decent, you know, player that they kind of need. Not even not even someone that they can just use, like, you know, Evan Forney for the Celtics. This is someone that they need. So I gave them an 8 out of 10. And I think both sides kind of won this trade in a way.
1: A little bit, a little bit. I gave... Denver and a minus because I'm just very worried of how much Aaron Gordon's PT will cut into MPJ's, considering they both play similar positions, and unless the, uh, the Nuggets choose to go small ball for like half the game, I just don't see MPJ getting as many minutes anymore with uh, an established like uh, guy in Aaron Gordon getting most of the minutes just to just for like a deep deep playoff push. And then you also have Orlando. I gave a B just because Gary Harris still has some potential because he has shown it in Denver. He's just fallen off. Maybe he just needs a different change in scenery. And I, I'm i predicting the pick will fall uh, for the for the Magic, so they will get it. And R.G. Hampton, even though he's an unknown, I think he can do something with Fultz and Cole Anthony sometime soon. Yeah, you would bring some good points. That's true. That's true. So so yeah, that's that those are my thoughts. Uh those are my grades. Don.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I
1: definitely like my thing is I'm, just because
2: the magic are like I said, they're the new OKC draft uh stocking up on these picks that it's very important that they do actually acquire these to be used. Now can you trade a protected pick? You can, right? Could they no. use this first rounder and partly like trade it to I don't know, the Raptors or Kyle Lowry or something probably not <laughs> just no you can't okay. no, I because don't. i mean you need these assets and that's all um the magic are definitely going to be a team in the future like say four or five years i, I could see them definitely making some noise yeah. at least four or five but years. of course it's you know with the thing with these trades especially on trade deadline days like you don't you don't necessarily know who the winner is right away you have to you have to wait a couple years yeah. sometimes but definitely the nuggets nuggets definitely
1: made a uh, Made some noise by picking up by picking up Aaron Gordon. Yeah, for sure. Oh. All right. Uh, I think we're done with Orlando. So I'm going to move on to the other team in Florida, which is the Miami Heat. And the Heat acquired, for their first trade, they acquired uh, Bialica from the Kings for Maurice Harkless and Chris Silva. So it's not that big of a deal. Uh, for other people, but to me, I think this is a very big move for the Heat. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't follow this trade at all. So awesome, this is all you.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, I think I'm kind of on the, the other side for this. I feel like Miami, like says, yeah, he's a good shooter, but at the same time, he's he's a garbage defender, and I just don't think you can afford to lose defense in the playoffs, even if it's someone like Bealista, who, yeah, he's a good shooter, he isn't knocked down per se. So I feel like Miami kind of lost. A bit more heartless. I feel I like, really. listen, more heartless has been pretty trash this season, I can say that. But I think in the playoffs, he, he would still turn around. He's one of these Trevor Ariza type guys. And then they also gave up Chris Silva, who was one of their one of, one of their promising young bigs. Who I think that could also make a big difference in the playoffs if you put him, I guess, at the four. Uh, Bieliza, I don't think he's worth a young prospect and a 3D and wing, I just don't think that he kind of looked this one through enough, so I give I give the Heat a 5 out of 10 for this, and I gave Sacramento an 8 out of 10. Ooh, an
1: 8. Damn. That's, that's pretty high, Austin. the young prospect,
0: man. Chris he's next up.
1: I don't know, man. Uh, the Jay Crowder thing, uh, the Jay Crowder like, move kind of hurt Miami a bit. Uh, even though he's no Jay Crowder, Bielitsa like, does.
0: Are you trying to replace him with Bielitsa?
1: Nah, 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 nah. I'm not crazy. Uh, Bielitsa provides that 3-point scoring, and don't forget they still have Trevor Reza and Andre Godala on the roster, which they are defensive-minded like veterans now. So I don't see them losing out on this deal. Uh I gave him a B plus because b Elites is just a very good shooter and the Kings I gave a C plus. Because Moe Harkless is just there for salary, and I haven't seen Silva gets like ten minutes a game, which isn't a big difference. Even if you throw him in the playoffs,
0: Ryan, I mean, I come just... on, they're gonna move Whiteside. Bagley's probably gone. He's gonna be their backup center. You think so? I gotta I yeah, agree that, with Austin. Yeah, yeah, thank you, you, Don, so? you know, for being. You know, <laughs> mean, but come on, Ryan. Like, they're not gonna keep Whiteside. Bagley is pretty much like done. He's he's pretty bad, I guess, and he's injured all the time. I think Christopher was going to be one of those guys that they want to develop. Uh, you don't think so, Ryan? I mean, you, you think. Nah, I, don't, I don't really I think kidding. so. I
1: think Tyree Taliburton and uh, I think they're going to stick with uh, Marvin Bagley. Really? I think those two are there. Yeah, I, I really they, do they're think they're going to so. stick with
0: someone who's injured half the season every time.
1: Uh, Steph Curry was very injury-prone in his early days Whoa. with the Warriors. No, but, he's I mean, compl- look, he's, look please do not. Now, right? That is not the I same at on. all, right? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, look who he is now, just, though. Look just, do you think he, Bagley's going to be Curry? Go- <laughs> come on. Oh, we don't know. Take, no. Eight right. Seven, eight years, maybe. Watch Marvin Bagley become like a 32-point per uh, game. S- score.
0: Seven years, he's playing for the Gan- Ganjiao Tigers or something. He's playing like <laughs> in yo, Greece. So,
1: playing the, he's playing in the big three, all right. Yo, you know, whatever, whatever. I'm moving on to 76ers. Oh, we're not sticking with the heat? I thought we were done. About the, what the what about the big trade
2: they
1: oh, made. About the big trade. Yeah. We'll, we'll go we'll go we'll loop back to that one. We'll we'll loop back oh, to money. that one. I'm going in order. I'm going in order. I see. Okay, okay. I'm going in order of like uh from the morning all the way to three p.m.
0: Wait, what? Okay, this is definitely not the order yes it is <laughs> no it's not well I we I, I, no, he, he covered
1: all the magic trades
2: first and then he jumped the floor yeah down, he, Ryan's he was good.
0: going from team I, team I thought he was going
2: to talk about the raptors at that
1: point like yeah really the raptors people. are after 76ers
0: or dude ryan you know what i got the order but it's okay man it's fine you, you know, go ahead then you, you <laughs> want you want to go from order all right dude let, let's let's go let's loop all the way back to twelve twenty-six, uh p.m this is uh very late in the night tuesday morning a.m Uh, is it am? No, I think this is. If it's after midnight, it's am. Yes. Oh yeah, it's am. It's twelve twenty six am. Listen, I I didn't I didn't have your class, so I'm I'm not that smart of a person. (laughs) So this is the Detroit Pistons trading Corey Joseph and two second round picks to the Sacramento Kings for DeLon Wright. Uh, so I, I, I I'm the host now. So Ryan, what are your thoughts about this trade?
1: All right. So I do like it for the Kings. Because Delon Wright, uh, he's been a pretty good uh, backup point guard for every team he's actually played for, from Toronto, Dallas, uh, Memphis, and even the Pistons at times. He's been very consistent. He can be that six. He's not a six-man candidate, but he can be a very consistent uh, leader for the second unit. And as Sacramento does attempt to make a playoff push, he'll be a big part of it and uh, a good mentor for Tyrese Halliburton as well. For the Pistons, I just don't see Corey Joseph as that effective anymore. He's averaging like six points something points a game, like six points a game. Uh, not that big of a difference. I think it's only the second rounds that really are worth it. So I gave uh, Sacramento a B plus and I gave the Pistons a B minus.
2: Yeah, I had similar grades on this. I gave Sacramento a B plus and just the Pistons a B. Um, I think... They're not equal caliber players by far. No, Delon's definitely the better player in this trade. Um, and like you said, he's definitely gonna be a good mentor. He's still young, he's still twenty-eight, so he could still be like a like that brother figure to Halliburton or know how to connect with because he wasn't was, he's not too many years out from being yeah, you know, one of the younger players in the league. Now uh him going to sack. Definitely will help them with a playoff run or a playoff push at least. And uh yeah, for the for the Pistons just getting two second rounders as well as Corey Joseph. I mean, that's that's the best they were going to get for DeLon, I think.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I just feel like you know this trade is, it's kind of like an under the radar just because it's one of those simple trades that you know what each team wanted. You know, the the Kings wanted that backup guard, and Detroit wanted uh draft picks. So it was a simple trade for both teams. I gave them both a seven out of ten. Uh, any closing thoughts on this trade, or do you want to move on?
1: Uh, it's, it's not it's not a game changer by any means. It's not anything blockbuster. But uh, I think it does address each team's needs. Pistons need draft draft picks, and Sacramento needs playoff push, so it works out.
0: Yeah. good, so let's
1: good, good Raptor pieces, good X Raptors. Yeah, it's good X Raptors.
0: That's yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. It was Those like a right
2: lot there. of a lot of rap, X Raptors are involved. Um,
1: trade.
0: Man. Like, not uh, trade, I know, I feel. Man, I'm. I'm...
1: I, I don't, don't want to, to talk him. about. I don't want to talk about the Raptors that lo- that long. You talk about the Raptors?
0: You know what? Let's move on to. Uh, oh, let's move on, on to twelve forty six. We're going a bit ahead. So let- this is the Toronto Raptors trading uh, Norman Powell to the Portland Trailblazers for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. Don, let's start with your thoughts about this trade.
2: Love this trade for both teams. Um actually you know just going on just going on each team's instagram accounts and looking at like the welcome posts that they created for both players and then if you go into the comments you go into the comments and you see the love they have like on both sides like toronto fans going and saying hey take care of powell and and trailblazer fans saying you got a good one in gary trent like it was just it showed that both teams lost something but also gained something that they needed um I think for the Raptors, we're addressing something about, like, the future. Uh, Sort of, not really a rebuild, but sort of got, like, I I don't know what this trade is for the Raptors, really, except for the fact that it's going to, it it has some holes to fill in terms of, like, what was Powell averaging, like, close to 20, right, a game. So where are those points going to come from? I'll tell you who that's going to come from. If you guys want to know. Do you have any guesses? <laughs> who's going to make up these 20 points? Well, it's going to be Ogugua and Anobi. all right? That man is going to have to take up this responsibility right now, and he's going to have to use his body, get into the pain, do like all that grind work that Norm understood. Understand the, understood the, Understand well, what was the grind. His yeah, Understand the grind. Shout out to Norm. Yeah. Um, so you know, Ogugua is definitely going to have to break out right now and, and put up some numbers, and that's going to leave, like, Gary Trent, I, I believe, is a good shooter.
1: I was, was watching the game earlier today game. and I love what I was seeing from him.
2: Okay. So yeah, so I believe mm-hmm. I I think that from what I read he just cooled down. He had a great uh what was it, bubble and a great preseason yes, and but then like did, yeah. okay, so so what I read was right. Um he's gonna be on the three point line, you know where Google was standing and then he's just gonna knock those down while while OG hopefully picks up Norman Slack there. And I think for the Trailblazers it's gonna be a great pickup, uh like I think will he be a starter? Yeah, he's he starting Oregon
1: today. A he's their starting small. Starting
2: today? Oh,
1: I am happy for him like that. Since he was limited to a bench role in Toronto, but now in uh Oregon, he he can break out. He can score thirty a night. Oh, just be <laughs> Well, Portland, Oregon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think. Okay, granted, I am very. This trade was the most emotional one for me because uh he Powell spent five. I think five seasons with us, and it's it's always tough to see someone go. Like I was I was so sad when they traded DeRozan, the uh, mm-hmm. but uh, getting Gary Trent in return, I think that was the big deal. Uh, that was like a huge deal for us because he's very promising. Considering what when CJ McCollum was out with injury, he was he was balling. He was filling in that void right uh, for a bit at least. And Ronnie yeah. Hood, he's not that good anymore, but. His contract is waivable, uh, next season because it's not guaranteed. So, uh, mm-hmm. we don't need to keep him on the roster, which means scary trend for Norman Powell. That's a great deal for us. I give it both an A minus.
0: Yeah, I would say the Raptors, they they wanted to go a bit younger, and they I feel like Massages did not want to pay Norman Powell twenty plus million dollars. Which, I mean, if you traded Lowry, you probably could have done that. But since they kept him, I guess this worked out. And of course, Norman Powell, he's a better player now. He might be. He's still the better player in a few years, but if the Raptors want to go younger, Norman's I think twenty six. Gary Trent is twenty two, and he's on he's still in his rookie rookie year. He's two years left on his deal, and I know Don said he wants Ogugwa to kind of pick up the slack that Norman's going to leave. But I don't think he is. I think I think Gary Trent is going to be taking all all the minutes and touches that that Norman Powell had is going to be going to Gary Trent because you know frankly I've been a big OG fan, but. I just don't think he's that guy, man. I just don't think he wants to be that guy. He's not aggressive. He doesn't really like to shoot the ball. He's just that 3-and-D guy, and I think we have to accept that. And, you know, maybe maybe Gary Trent Jr. is going to be Norman Powell plus. But for now, I think both teams understood what they wanted.
2: I definitely agree with you. Like, he's definitely – doesn't seem like he wants to be that guy. But what I said is he's got to – he's going to have to be that guy because if he's not, then – you know, like, all these all these Toronto Raptor fans are just going to have to stop talking about how he's on the trajectory of having the same stat line as Kawhi, of, of, like, both ends... What's it called when you play both sides of the court? Two-way player, there we go, okay? Like, on the same trajectory of Kawhi, because, like, that's what I hear from my friend group, that, like, look at his stats and look at the way he plays and look at his demeanor. He's going to be the next Kawhi for us. Well, no, we have to see it now. Now's his chance because, I mean, flat out we don't have... I'm not sure who's gonna fill fill those points. I don't think Gary's gonna be putting up nineteen a game and shooting fifty percent and all this stuff. No. like what I like about him, like you mentioned, is he's still on his rookie contract? He's gonna be restricted next year. like we could I like the fact that we got younger here and we couldn't keep Norman. We just couldn't because well, like you said, we kept Lowry. We don't know what's happening with Lowry in the off season, so that's all up in the air as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy. I'm, I'm I'm happy. Like, anytime a Raptor goes to a place where he's going to be able to contend for a championship and get minutes, why not? Like, Norman's sure. been so great for us for all these years. I'm very happy he's going to get to play with, like, I'm just thinking he gets to play with Dame. He gets to play with McCollum and Carmelo. Like, it's just like a different locker room there, it must be, you know? It's, yeah. uh sounds like a, a good, positive, good locker room. At times, in the Raptors locker room, you know, in interviews, it didn't sound so positive this time. Like, they lost their swagger. Portland definitely a team that has their swagger. So with Dame, for sure, I'm happy Norman's going to – I sort of want to catch this game right now. I might pull it up on stream here.
0: I was watching it before, but listen, I mean, you said, you know, about OG and the comparisons to Kawhi. I mean, listen, I'm comparing Gary Trent to Norman Powell. of course, Norman Powell's averaging 20 points, on really good efficiency, but, you know, Gary Trent could be doing that in a few years. And, you know, I think from now on, I'm going to be projecting Gary Trent to be Norman Powell.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, like what you said, Norman Powell might be the better player right now and in the next year, but definitely we've seen his ceiling, I feel, and we don't know what Gary's is yet.
1: Because he's just so, so much younger. So Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's good. Uh, any more thoughts?
2: Um, do you want to talk about the Raptors trade that didn't happen? Or... Are you done with talking about the Raptors, Ryan? Too emotional for you?
1: Well, there's two, there's two more trades that the Raptors did that I didn't feel that much for. Oh, okay, so we can still cover them. You
0: didn't feel those ones? Okay, you know what? Let's, I don't let's... really,
1: I don't really feel those ones just because one of them didn't get that much playing time, and the other one had wasn't that consistent compared to last year.
0: You know what? I'll move on to the one that I'll, I'll move on to the second one you mentioned. So this is going to be two fifty-three p.m. The Toronto Raptors traded Terrence Davis to the Sacramento Kings for one second-round pick. So, Ryan, this is one you mentioned that you didn't feel for because he wasn't consistent. So, let's hear your uh, explanation for this.
1: Well, last year, we saw that Davis had the talent. He even made, like, I think, the second team, the rookie all-second team. But this season, he struggled to get consistent minutes. Even Stanley Johnson was getting his minutes just because things just weren't working out with Toronto and like towards towards the, the the midway point of the season i saw him like kind of balling out a bit more he was doing fine but i don't know i just feel like toronto just wasn't the ideal place for him to grow anymore and i feel like going to sacramento that is a good that is a good place for him to to try and like improve himself as a player because sacramento is relatively young and they can uh feed him the ball if uh, cuz he he is a go he is a good scorer so you can just feed him the ball and he can just get to work uh, mm. for Toronto uh that means more more minutes for Gary Trent right more minutes for Gary Trent now that you have you don't have another guard taking up that those minutes and uh, I I'll, I'll always take another second round pick just because we don't we never know what that could amount to so I I gave both teams a B B+
0: okay well for for me, this deal is kind of in a different different light. You know, for me, I'd rather keep someone that can you know produce instead of taking a second round pick. Because frankly, I think Terrence Davis is worth more than a second round pick. And having too much guys in rotation, it's a good problem to have. And I think that's the problem that Sacramento's going to have. So they have Darren Fox. They just traded for Dillon Wright. They have Buddy Healed, and they have Tyrese Halliburton. And now they're they're kind of like the Raptors two point oh. Yeah, it, it kind of seems like they have too much guards and they're gonna feel like yeah they're gonna give him a bit more opportunity to shine but i just think that the raptors could have held on to him and kind of developed him a bit more you know it's not like he didn't want to be there you know he still wanted to you know produce and play maybe even throw him down to the g league i guess i just don't think that he's worth a second round pick at this point
2: worth more than a second round pick i think i think we got his worth i mean i wasn't sure what else we, we're not gonna get a first rounder for him you know what I mean? Yeah, we, we definitely yeah so the guy came undrafted and then Really worked his ass off and and made an impression last season unfortunately he had all that i don't know if it was off season or what happened there with his whole his case he caught a he caught a case yeah um you know don't catch cases listeners um but yeah so (laughs) but i feel like that definitely i don't know for me like i said right stuff that happens off the court definitely affects your performance on the court. I don't know if that's what had an effect and that's why you couldn't get things going. Nick Nurse had made a lot of comments before, like how these guys just can't defend at Thomas and Terrence Davis, and that's why they're not getting the minutes. How true that was. Yeah. But, I mean, I forgot who said, I forgot which one of you said, like this trade's just not really that important or it's it's, it's indifferent to both teams. They, they Both teams got what they wanted, and I'll give both
1: teams an A just for that reason. Okay, all right. I, I, I said to me, it didn't affect me that much, but uh, yeah. Austin, I, on
2: the other hand. I definitely agree with Austin, though, like in terms of the fact that Terrence definitely, what he means by he's not worth a set, like he's worth more than a second round pick is that how many second round picks, like really. Two. No, no. How many second round picks really come out and play as well as, like, Terrence did for us, right? Not many. Uh, so.
0: Yeah, I just see I just see too much potential in Terrence Davis. Yeah, exactly,
2: exactly, exactly. So it's a shame that we didn't get to uh, see it fully, but hopefully he does well in Sacramento. Again, anywhere a Raptor can go and get more minutes and be able to elevate his career.
1: Well, speaking of speaking of that, let's focus on Matt Thomas. So the Raptors get a future second round pick, and the Jazz get Matt Thomas. Uh, Don, your thoughts on this trade? Matt Thomas, he wasn't played enough with us. Like well, played enough, right? <laughs> he wasn't played
2: enough. This guy's a shooter. This league's a shooter. Uh, shoot first league. Like uh, I don't know why I wasn't playing enough. Still so think Nick Nurse is a great coach, so I won't. I won't question it. But like for me, I'm. I'm definitely keeping that guy on the court. Um, when we're. I mean, there are just times in, like where things weren't working. Our our offense wasn't clicking as 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 well as I would like to see. And then you know Matt Thomas would come on. Just knocked down a few buckets and everyone, the whole fan base is going wild. Like, you know, Twitter's exploding. Like, there he is, There's it's our white
1: right boy. <laughs> there he Like,
2: yeah. You know, there's our Alex Pinero. Yeah, I know, right? I know. Alex is an amazing shooter. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I know. He's, he's, he's knocked down some game winners. But, anyways, um, yeah, just, I don't know. Hey, Utah. I mean, I just, I just don't see why we're getting rid of a shoot. Like every team needs shooters, so I don't know why we got rid of him. But what do we get for him? A second rounder, second round pick. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so we're just into our second round.
0: I just feel like yeah, on a roster in the NBA, you can afford having one bad defender. Uh, and right. having, Absolutely. Yeah, right. you've seen teams where you know Miami—they made it to the finals with Duncan Robinson, who got targeted every single time. When he was on defense, you've seen guys like J.J. Redick get played 2019, I think, uh, semifinals against the Raptors where he was, J.J. Redick would just destroy the Raptors. And even though he was a target on defense, it didn't matter. Even Steph Curry, who, yeah, he's a good off-ball defender. He's a bad on-ball defender, and they still played him a lot, you know, a lot of minutes. You know, there are guys that if you're able to have that much impact on an offense, it doesn't really matter what your defense is. And I think Matt Thomas could be one of those guys, and especially for Utah, where, you know, you rule out lineup with Mike Conley. Matt Thomas, and then have three good defenders, like, you, he's able to play 25-plus minutes, and I just don't think Nick Nurse kind of sees that, or maybe that he does, but he just doesn't care.
1: Well, Nick I Nurse mean, is a defensive-minded coach. Let's put that in perspective first. He that's he, he wants you to play defense. Like, Pat McCall, let's be honest, he's not that great of an offensive player, but he does show effort on the defensive end, which is why he did get more minutes than other players in, in the last few years. So.
0: But like that's, a good offense beats my, a good this
1: defense. Is my right? mm, yeah, but I'm just saying Jeez. Nick Nurse does have <laughs> Nick Nurse does believe defense is like the key to everything. So <laughs> maybe that's why he's not playing Matt Thomas that much. Okay, I don't know. I'm not Nick Nurse. I wouldn't know.
0: I mean, you're better than Nick Nurse. I could have sworn you're
1: Nick Nurse. Me? I, I, <laughs> I thought you were. <laughs> no, nah. but I just want to talk about Utah. I feel like Utah. I addressed this last week. But Utah needed wing defense, not not exactly another scorer. But uh, like Steve Kerr once said, uh, you can never have enough shooting. So it's not necessarily a bad deal. But I think they could have Utah should have targeted a defender, a wing defender, more than another shooter. That that's just my thoughts, though.
0: I mean, how much were, how much of those were there on the market even a three and D defender?
1: I don't I don't know, but like. <laughs>
0: I if, you, have, if you give so up a second round Isaac, pick.
1: You did say Isaac Bonga last week, so that could have been that could have worked true, out. Isaac
0: Bonga should have gone to a contender. But listen, if you're if you're just giving up a second round pick, I guess it doesn't hurt. You know, you're getting a good player in return, so might as well just pull the trigger.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So what's uh what's next? We came
2: after twelve fifty two p.m. Or oh, no what's, no what's we're, going we're going
0: back. I just want to hit on the Raptors just because Ryan mentioned it. <laughs> so we're gonna. Let's go back to 10.06 AM. Uh, we, we briefly touched on this. Uh, this is the Cleveland Cavaliers trading JaVale McGee to the Denver Nuggets. In return, they have Isaiah Hartenstein and two protected second-round picks.
2: It's a great, great, great trade for the Caps. Give them an A for that because JaVale's hardly playing. And They get a young prospect and two second-rounders for someone who most likely was not staying in Cleveland after the season. So, I mean, they got, they got three assets for free. Pretty much. And, yeah. uh, so that's why I give them, I give them an A, maybe an A plus. I just think it was, I think it was a great trade for them. And the Nuggets, like I said, mentioned earlier, they got bigger. So, uh, not really sure what they see in McGee. Um, not sure where I he think, fits. I think it's the championship experience. You do need yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Maybe McGee's going to leak some Lakers plays to them and give them some oh, ideas like get past them. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, Nuggets. I give them a B plus. It's a good trade for both sides, I think. It's one of the yeah. quieter but better trades for both. I think.
1: Yeah, I agree with Don. I agree with Don. Uh, yeah, I gave, straight. yeah, I I gave a, I I did give a B. It's just a flat B for Denver, just because I think they're just it's just mainly for uh, the championship experience, and I, uh, the Mason Plumlee uh, agency leaving for Detroit last season, it it did hurt a little bit, so I think that's why McGee's in for Denver.
0: Yeah, I mean, I gave the Cavs a 9 out of 10. Like Don said, they got three assets for basically someone that wasn't going to play, but for Denver, I gave them a 7 out of 10. I think McGee does offer some decent sides. Of course, Jokic, he's not the greatest defender, and you know, Miggy might not be either, but he's still taller. He's lankier. He's shown his ability to block shots, and he's an athletic big. And, you know, it's better than having Isaiah Harnstein backing uh, Jokic up because Harnstein is kind of like Jokic where he's an offensive-minded of center. I guess if you get someone that can back up Jokic that can play big and hopefully defend bigs and stay with them on the perimeter, it helps. So uh, mm-hmm. I think both, both teams won the trade. Definitely a good trade for both sides. Yes move on all right let's move on 12 26 p.m the washington Wizards. so this is a three-team trade so let me just lay it out because you know it's hard for me to go from team to team washington wizards got daniel gafford and chandler hutchinson chicago bulls get daniel tice troy brown jr and 1.5 million dollars and the boston celtics get moritz wagner and luke Kornet. Yeah, Ryan. This one's all you. Yes, all <laughs> your prizes. <laughs> you love three-team trades, so this is all yeah, you. I'm are. not into
1: 2 team trades. No, uh, I, I just like doing like trade simulations. But sure, I'll give it a shot. B plus for the Bulls. Daniel Tys worked very well in Boston because it was a Brad Stevens system developed for him. He is an undersized big, so I don't know how well he'll play, like in in Chicago. Considering he is, uh, there are other bigs like Vucevic, Thad Young, Markinon, all in the front court. But who knows, maybe Tha- uh, Tice will be a, a force there. Uh, Javante Green's just served for depth, and Troy Brown is promising and can be a good bench, bench piece for them. So B-plus for the Bulls. Uh, for Celtics, Mo Wagner, decent bench piece, although I don't think he'll be a force on the rebounding end, which is what Boston does need. Luke Cornett, good depth, so I gave it a B. And the Wizards, Chandler Hutchinson and Daniel, Daniel Gafford, both pretty young. Uh, good pieces for the next few years not immediate helpers so um, I give it a B minus I don't know what they'll develop into but um, it might be a pretty good deal in the future
0: yeah I just want to I give the Bulls a seven I give the Wizards a seven they both kind of got what they needed Daniel Tice is a really really good backup center and I just want to mention for the Celtics I give them a one out of ten like this is this is below F Daniel Tice was their starting center, and he was a good starting center, even in the playoffs. And the only reason that he wasn't really kind of seen as that good is because he wasn't shooting the ball well. You know, you said that the Celtics needed a good rebounder. He was their good rebounder, and he. I think he's one of the better centers in the East, and I just don't think Mo Wagner and Luke Hornet's a good return for someone like Daniel Tice. I, I don't know what the Celtics are doing. I guess they want to run... Tristan Thompson at the five, like it—it it just makes no sense. Maybe Rob Williams some more minutes. I don't see what Taco the Celtics fall. are doing. Taco Fall maybe, yeah, get oh, him oh. playing.
2: Oh. <laughs> I just come up on your fancy right now if you don't already have him, folks.
1: That's a lad one.
0: Yeah, you should have drafted him. Why? Why is he <laughs> on the way
1: him. Why? Why? Why would you have to pick him up, right? Yeah. <laughs> But
0: ties it just it makes no sense to trade your starting center for two like bench players. So I think I think Mo Wagner and Luke Renan are both like G-League type players. You know, trading your starting center for that it makes no sense for me.
1: Oh you're you're real low on them.
0: They're trash man. They play for the wizards.
1: Oh oh wow, that's this, but okay.
0: <laughs> that's this. How about you, Don? Hey, Do you have talking? no thoughts about this trade?
2: No, I just uh, – I, I definitely agree with you in terms of, like, Daniel is definitely a great, great player. And that
0: I, – I didn't realize
2: – I mean, I should have realized that it was the Brad Stevens system that he was thriving in. But, like, he was killing us last year. The oh, Raptors. Right. And I say us as in the Raptors. And, like, I don't know. For some reason, Nurse just couldn't adjust. We were just I, – I don't know. I, I couldn't understand it. But he was just open every single play, just getting e- the easiest buckets. Easy buckets uh, for it and great size man like I like I like him uh, I think he's a good player and I don't know I, di- I didn't realize to be honest I didn't realize this trade happened and uh, no, all, <laughs> like right now I'm thinking damn like Boston just sort of they picked up Evan Fournier but they shot themselves in the foot with this one like I, I don't get it
1: so uh, I, guess I, hoping, I, I, I guess they're hoping Fournier can play small ball center I see what he means <laughs> by like
0: a <laughs> low and with the 1 out of
1: 10
2: but like, yo, Tristan Thompson, he is a, uh, he's an NBA champion.
1: He's an NBA it. champion. That's really, that's it. Like, that's, that's so many years yeah. ago. We don't know if he can produce at the same level anymore. It's, it's risky.
2: Yeah.
1: I All don't right, know. No. Some things are good there. Uh, Austin, we didn't talk about your 76ers yet.
0: True. You know, <laughs> let's go to that right now, 1246 yes, p.m. let's
1: go to that right now.
2: This is also Los- right now. the losers of the trading deadline. Let's go.
0: Philadelphia <laughs> <laughs> losers? I, I
2: would I would say I would say they were the second worst team in the deadline.
0: Really, you think so? Yes. Yes. I thought George I, Hill was a pretty good. I think though. they got one of the best uh, best uh-huh. returns here.
1: They got okay. the best light they you know, got the best best skin in the league.
0: True. I mean <laughs> other than Danny Green and Don Fernandez, I mean you they pretty really much mean. got the next best guy and George Hill. That's it.
2: That's true. But I mean they really should have put all their chips in for that booty at Lowry. True. and Lowry. And uh, you know, they if yeah, they really wanted to go for it, if they re- if they're really trying if to they come really would have they, they really would have done the yeah, Lowry trade. They needed to do the Lowry trade. But um Definitely, George Hill is a great pickup for them.
0: I mean, definitely. Let's not, talk about, let's not talk about what could have happened. Let's talk about what didn't happen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll only speak on the 76ers for this trade and the fact that they, they definitely did improve. They improved for sure. Okay. I'm just saying that they're the losers because they needed... I don't know. They, they, they needed... I felt like they needed Lowry or they, they should have gotten Fournier or I, I don't know. Um, George Hill... Great defender, excellent defender, and he could shoot threes. And that's a team that definitely needs shooting, especially because people are too afraid to shoot threes on that team. So George Hill could definitely
0: come in. Okay, More Simmons slander? <laughs> I like. Are you, are you serious? Almost, almost everyone, everyone used.
1: Almost everyone slandered Simmons. On. I
2: know. Everyone in the post. <laughs> no, Ben Simmons is a true G. He just should have held on to the. Said Kendall Jenner. But anyways, let's continue on. Let's <laughs> have- <laughs> Let's um, yeah uh, no I I got love for Ben Simmons Ben Simmons is a great player that's it sort of speaks to how good he was that I mean how good that he is that Philly wouldn't let him off because I'm sure I'm not sure what pieces the Raptors were asking for in return that this deal couldn't get done I'm sure the Sixers wouldn't would have given up a first rounder and maybe uh, maybe one one piece but definitely not Simmons but. Yeah, uh, sixers improved, but I just felt like they came up short. They needed, they needed to get Larry.
0: Hey, man, that's since we're on the good. topic of Larry, we, we might as well just go over this. So, I think their asking price was Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Diebel, and two first round picks. I don't oh, know, that's, that's,
1: that's ridiculous. ridiculous.
0: You think that's ridiculous? I think I would do that. I thought,
1: I, I thought that was very reasonable.
2: I, I found you, that very reasonable. Two first rounders, Matisse Diebel, and who was the last one?
0: Tyrese Maxi. Okay. I mean, think about this. Like, Lowry, of course, he's 35, but he is like one of the best point guards you would want on your team in the playoffs. He you know, still you've seen the it. In the yeah, time and time again. So I just, I think that, yeah, you're losing two first round picks. You still have Simmons and then B. Those first round picks don't really mean too much. Terry Snacks, he's shown flashes. A lot of guys have shown flashes. You know, he might end up not being that great of a player. And then you're giving him Matisse Diable, who. Yeah, he's one of the best defenders in the league. He's he locks up your favorite player like on a night to night basis. He still has no offensive game. He's still a project. So I think losing those guys and two picks, it doesn't really matter when you're getting the caliber of player like Lowry.
2: Mm-hmm. Perhaps Maury's thinking is that he could get Lowry for free and free agents. <laughs> yeah. And you know, maybe this, this this year just you know, maybe they could hold off for one more year. But I mean, I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's tough. I can see Lowry going to North, uh, like going to Philly, because that is his hometown. So for so, sure, yeah. For sure. We'll, we'll see when the free agency episode comes along.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's go over this trade. I was about to go over, it, and we got into Lowry. So <laughs> this three-team trade involves OKC, Philadelphia, and the New York Knicks. So OKC gets Tony Bradley from the Sixers, Austin Rivers from the Knicks, and they get two second-round picks. They gave up George Hill to the 76ers, and the 76ers also got Ignas Bresdakis from the Knicks. And New York I mean, just no, got I mean, Terrence I mean, Ferguson. I mean, so, any thoughts about this trade? Any winners, losers? Don mentioned that Philadelphia were losers, so...
1: I'm just saying, thund- if the Thunder get draft picks, that's a win. That's true. If, e- if the Thunder can draft Ethan, that's a win. That's all it is.
2: That's all it is. <laughs> No, I didn't say the Sixers are losers in this trade. I said that they're the losers in the trade deadline because they didn't get what they needed to get oh, okay, to, okay. to go further. They they definitely they definitely got a good piece here at George Hill. No slant no George Hill slander, no bets, No Sixers Slander at all. They're a great team. Thank you. But uh, they no just, slander. just...
0: Finally. yeah, no slander, absolutely
2: not, man. Anyone that could pull Kendall is good in my books. Um, <laughs> um but the thing is, they needed they needed that true true point
1: guard to take them, you know, to
2: really oh, just job, right? yeah
1: yeah
2: a true natural point guard.
1: I feel yeah. like I don't know about you guys, but I feel like Austin Rivers will be waived and he's going to sign with Philly to be with with his like his dad. So I, I don't know. I just feel, I just have a feeling, like gut feeling.
0: No way, dude! I don't think he wants to play for his dad again. He's already no, playing in just, LA. I have that
1: gut feeling. I have that gut feeling, though, so... yeah, have that gut feeling? Okay. Yeah, I have that gut feeling right now.
0: So, you know, I'll, I'll give my think. pick on, on this trade real quick. So, OKC yeah. gets Tony Bradley, Austin Rivers, and two second-round picks. Ryan mentioned the second-round picks. Of course, that's great. That's what you want if you're OKC. Austin Rivers, he's, he's good enough to kind of stay on the roster, you know, veteran presence. And Tony Bradley is also one of those other... They have, like, another big. That's promising. So, they have Isaiah Roby. Now they have Moses Brown. And then they get Moses Tony Bradley. Brown. Yo, Moses could. That's my boy.
1: Moses, Moses is nasty in fantasy. He is. He, he is.
0: <laughs> and he's on my team. So, right. You I wanted know, him. I, I, said, I, tra- I said, I tried no.
1: trading him for yesterday. You said yeah. no. So, you, you tried
0: trading me like, I don't know, LeBron Bradley. and something for Moses. I was like, nah, man. I can't I can't be trading Moses like that. That's not enough. <laughs> Tony Bradley. Yeah. Me well, Sorry, go ahead.
2: Yeah.
0: No, no go no, ahead. No, go ahead, though. You're the guest. Go no, ahead. No, I just wanted to say that.
2: Ryan Ryan makes some great trades on fantasy, so I'm a little surprised <laughs> a trade he would offer. It was a little surprising to me,
0: but yeah, yeah. I mean, I mentioned OK. I think OKC wins this one. I gave him an eight out of ten. They got what they wanted. Philadelphia, oh. I think I they're the only tens, the only ten out of ten I gave. George Hill, oh, okay. yeah. I mean, George Hill, you kind of want a point guard, so yeah, they have Ben Simmons, but he doesn't really run the offense per se. He kind of passes it off in the half court and then sits in the dunker spot. And I think George Hill can be the one that runs the pick and roll and does a lot mm-hmm. of things that a point guard should be doing. And then New York, Terrence Ferguson, I mean, they kind of just threw away Austin Rivers for for no reason. So I give him a 4 out of 10. You're getting someone that you're probably going to waive either way. So I think Philadelphia just kind of won this trade. You know, Philadelphia and OKC both won this trade. Yep. And, and the 76ers, they got
2: 10 out of 10,
1: right?
0: Seems yeah, like everyone won. won this trade. Oh. Not New York. I said New York got like a four out of ten. Oh, playoffs. sorry. Oh, yeah. You got to yeah, listen to that, uh, bold man.
1: New York got draft picks, but, but they are trying to go for the playoff spot. So, yeah, they didn't really win that trade at all.
0: Exactly. I mean, Austin Rivers is like the ultimate win now player, you know? He scores and puts up numbers.
1: Even though he fell out of rotation, but it's whatever.
0: I mean, he's better than Trent Ferguson.
1: Yes, that's for sure. As of right now, though, but we, we never know. Yeah. All so... right. Uh, ne- next, next trade. I I want to cover the Clippers getting Rajon Rondo, yep, and Hawks right. getting Lou Williams and two future second rounds. I want to quickly point out. I'm just going to go first for this one because I Lou will said he would retire if he was traded, but he's not. So I feel like if he did retire, I, uh, Atlanta would have lost trade easy. But considering he is still playing, I say Atlanta
0: wins the trade yeah i feel like you know if will got traded to let's say like i don't know detroit you know he would have retired because like who oh, wants to go to detroit sure. in atlanta like he's he got strip clubs he's got places to eat he has things to do there so i feel like Louville kind of he said he had second thoughts about atlanta he was like hold up Atlanta's actually a good city so That's he chose right. to stay and you know for raja rondo i don't think Atlanta, they weren't even playing him that much regardless. So even if Lou will retired, two second round picks is it's fine. Like I still would say they lost a the trade, but it's not like they it's like they traded a first round pick for him. It's just two second round picks and it's Rodman Rondo. So I feel like both teams, yeah, they did win the trade. Clippers finally get the point guard they needed and you know and like, playoff
1: rondo's a different just a built difference. So that's what I'm saying. And he can a, tell the Clippers too. that's a dub.
0: That's a dub. Did playoff Rondo and then he can tell you all the Lakers <laughs> plays. Like that that's definitely a win for the Clippers. It's crazy,
2: yeah. Huge win for the Clippers. Huge win. Um, they needed, they needed a point guard, a reliable one. Kawhi does not want to play point guard. I'm sure he doesn't. It's not his style to like bring up the ball and run the offense. Uh, and like you guys said, playoff Rondo. When he comes, he's not like you don't see him like putting up numbers right now. But when it comes playoff time, he was he's he's definitely gonna put the Clippers up there. He's a champion, two time champion. Definitely, he was probably the third best player on the Lakers last year when they I won. So uh, this, is, this is huge. And the fact that they're likely will go up. I mean, I'm not sure how the standings look right now, but if they do go up against the Lakers, having Rondo is just like a huge bet. For sure. Yeah, for
1: sure. Um, I, yeah, yeah. Having go- Rondo is go- like a second coach. Having yeah. Rondo is a sure, second sure. coach. So yeah, uh, I think LA, even though to me, they didn't win the trade with Atlanta, they did get what they need. And it's going to prove useful
0: in the long run. Yeah, for sure. Alright, so let's move on to three oh five PM. This is Golden State Warriors trading Brad Wanamaker to the Charlotte Hornets for a second round pick. I know it's a big trade. There's a lot of things to unpack here, so Did they get the second round pick? This trade happened. Yeah, they they got a second round pick. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I, thought
1: they only, I thought they only got cash. I I really <laughs> thought they only got
0: cash. Really, I, I I read that they got a second round pick. Maybe I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, Brad Wanamaker, he's a, he's a big asset. So any any of these any, second round pick cash pretty much mean the same thing. So what are your thoughts about this trade? You know, Brad Wanamaker, great player.
1: Well, he's been in and out of the rotation, but he's he was actually pretty good last year with the Celtics. Uh, he kept torching the th- torching threes on us during the the semis, but uh, I like it for the Hornets because Lamelo is out, and uh, he, we don't know how long he's going to be out for. Maybe he'll come back. Maybe he's out for the rest of the season. But if Charlotte intends to make a playoff push, uh, Wanamaker is going to be a big role, a big piece for them, and the Warriors free up a ro- roster space for maybe a potential free agent and to get get money and or a draft pick. So. I like it for both ways.
2: I Agree with everything you said there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you you just didn't know what was happening, Don. Just I didn't know. <laughs> I did not know what was happening. I don't think he even know who that is. I, just, I just said three o five, and I was like, oh, okay, so we're done." Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, true. Deadline at three. Like I thought he was trolling right now, but no.
0: These tweets kind of came late, but I guess uh, I guess Woj is kind of stretching it.
2: Yeah, was
0: lacking a little. He has a distinct face. He's he's he on. Was he on the? He was on the Warriors, right? Yeah. Yes, he was on the Warriors. All right. So I, think so, I... Yeah, definitely not. Well, I not what do this... you think? Yeah. What, what do you think about this trade? I mean, listen, it's Brad Wanamaker. You know, like he's kind of like one of those end of the bench guys. So I, I think, I think the Warriors kind of won this trade, second round pick for Brad Wanamaker. Didn't really play. Charlotte getting Brad Wanamaker, decent guard to fill up Mello's minutes. Yeah, it's it's a win on both sides, but not, not the biggest win.
1: And the other Warriors trade wasn't a big one either. Sending Marquise mm-hmm. Chris for, what is it, Katie Lalonde. Katie Lalonde,
0: my boy, drafted in the 2015 <laughs> draft. Yeah, that, that, that oh, was... Oh, it was from 2015? Yeah, he wasn't like he doesn't even play anymore. He plays for like China or something. He plays in, like the, oh, the CBA. It's a draft right. I swear that it's a draft right. Literally, that was it. I I gave the Spurs an A because they got a player.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> they actual, they actually got a player. <laughs> they got a player. No, I gave Warriors an A as uh, I gave Warriors an A because they cut their lax- luxury tax bill.
0: Oh really? Oh.
1: Yes, they cut their li- luxury tax bill and another roster spot is filled. So maybe Jeremy Lin, you know, oh, return to right. return to the Bay Area. Now that they don't have Brad Wanamaker, they could use him as a point guard. And Lin, or even Thomas, really, they've been pretty well... They they played pretty well in the G League. Well, Thomas didn't, but Lin played pretty well in the G League this season. So I would say bring Sanity back to...
0: Wait, who's Thomas? Isaiah Thomas. He's in the G League?
1: No, he wasn't. I said he wasn't, but... Oh, I was like, oh, I was was a Thomas guy. guy.
0: (laughs) My bad, I wasn't clear. No, it's okay. So do you guys want to move on to... I'll say the what second the biggest? biggest name. The second biggest name? All right. All right. So this is 3.08 p.m. Yes, yeah, it's past the deadline, but just bear with me. This is Victor Oladipo traded to the Miami Heat. In return, the Houston Rockets got Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, and a first-round pick swap. So let's get your thoughts on this. Don, let's, let's hear you go first. I thought this... Trade was
2: great for the Miami Heat. Obviously, they get what they were looking for. They couldn't get Lowry done, but they got Oladipo without having to give up any of the real pieces that the Raptors were asking for. At least through the rumors or through the through the sources, you know the Raptors were asking for, I believe at least a first rounder and Tyler Hero or a combination of Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Um, so you know for for the Heat to be able to keep both of these shooters and add a point guard. Uh, big kudos to them, give them a big A. Um, the Rockets, only however,
1: what's that? Only an A, only an A. Yeah,
2: well, well, the thing is, if they got Lowry, it's an A, all the depot, it's an A. So that's that's how I'm ranking it here, right? Because you have, okay, to, all right. you have to scale it because we don't know if all like we still don't know if all
1: the depot, like right now, he's not
2: Lowry's an Oladipo Oladipo Oladipo
1: Oladipo was playing pretty well. No, all was pretty playing pretty well, he just wasn't winning, he was playing. 20 points, uh, five rebounds, four assists on the season. That's actually pretty decent. And they only got him for for like Avery Bradley, really. That's I think that's a big A plus
2: and Kelly Olinic. So, well, Kelly Olenek's a free <laughs> agent, <him. laughs> but, but um, oh, no, I guess you're right. I guess you are right. Yeah, that is that is true. My my thing with it. Well, yeah, you know what? We could bump him up to an A plus. You're right. You, you 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 gave some good supporting. Yeah. <laughs> right? The thing is, I just Olivo still not like what he. Was, he was and, and, what and, he and, was. In the Indiana. You know, maybe he's just in the wrong system or in a different system. He needs some consistency. Maybe. Keeping but healthy. He's
1: still an amazing player. Yeah, for
2: sure. Um, however, the Rockets simply because of the fact that they got rid of Oladipo. It's They're like, nothing. yeah, it's like. <laughs> Essentially, that means that they got rid of Levert for nothing. Plus, they gave a second rounder for Levert. So it's like, what was the point of this whole thing? Like, I don't know. The Rockets seemed like... There's definitely something wrong in Houston because...
1: Houston, we've got a problem. Yeah.
2: Like, there's there's a reason why, I guess, Oladipo wouldn't commit to resigning. Um, Doesn't want to stay there long term even after even after the deadline they were talking about like John Wall potentially being bought out. Like what was that report about? I don't know. Or the, it was denied at least that he was getting bought out. So like I don't know what the what the whole situation there is in Houston. Um maybe we shouldn't have I mean I don't know if there was James Harden slander on this pod, but like maybe he had his reasons now for wanting to get out because it just seems like they don't really know what they're doing. And so for that reason I'm giving them D minus and F. At least they if got, yeah, they got something at deep with the the minimum. But damn, like, how does Pat Riley just do it and get what he needs to get make his team better? Like, just just that's it's it's it's, it's, it's just pretty sick. The Miami Heat, Miami Heat are definitely some content some some people that contended. The Heat just built probably them. might be f-
0: favorites behind the Nets to come out of the East. I think so, right? It has to be Miami after the Nets, yeah, I think I'll give it to the Nets. I don't think Ryan's going to like that because Ryan has the bucks making it out the East. Yeah, these right. <laughs> Oh my
2: Lord, what
1: are you 76ers have a better chance than the bucks at this point. Come on, okay, okay, but that was before like the the George Hill trade. George Hill just like just pushes everything like you know,
2: to yeah. a whole other level. Garnis, Jordan, the, bucks, the, the bucks didn't have any like assets really to, <laughs> to like to, what
1: yeah. the, i thought i thought if the roster stayed the same the bucks would have like one of the best chances to make it just because yeah. uh Giannis is so domi- dominant like even now uh chris middleton he was playing at an all-star level even though he didn't make the team drew holiday still an amazing contributor on both ends of the floor they got pj tucker which was not um not ter- uh it was good, but it wasn't anything game changing. So, but now the uh the Seventy Sixers got George Hill. I feel like that might be the piece that they're missing. Yeah.
2: So you so you both gave uh the Rockets enough for this trade yeah,
1: and enough an for Houston. Miami. A plus for Miami. F for Houston.
0: Yes. Seven. But wait, we were talking about the Eastern Conference playoffs, real quick. I just wanna. I just wanna. Ask you guys who who's like your favorites to make it at these. I know Don, you said the Nets and then Miami. So who's who's like who's next on your list?
2: Uh, after after the after the Nets and Miami, yeah it's I don't think it's relevant after that do you just are you, are you just trying to bait me into saying
0: the Sixers is that yeah you don't
2: I feel like you over I feel like you overheard me say the Sixers uh, are next so like, yeah I, was, I, I mean that's what you're trying to get out of me. You, I mean you're, For, you're talking run
0: about run. the Bucks and then you're talking about the Sixers I just want to know like where you racked it's pretty, it, it is
2: pretty crazy that I'm going with two teams that are that are not even in the top two right now I mean you the, Nets the Celtics, Pacers? Pacers? Celtics Pacers what's that
0: Wait, oh, I thought you were gonna mention them.
2: No, no, no. I'm going. I'm going with the Nets and the Heat. Like I'm saying, the Nets are third and the Heat are seventh. And I'm picking like the Heat don't even have a winning record right now. They they're below 500. But I'm picking them as second, Favorite. the second Favorite. team to come out. Right. Um I mean, dare I say, <laughs> I would love for the Knicks to come out of it. Oh like, my that God, would be
1: amazing. That, like, that, would, that
2: would be that would just be love. I hate James Dolan and I hate the ownership and everything, but I love I love the Knicks and what they got going on right now. Like Thibodeau is doing an amazing job and the roster. Like Julius Randle is putting up numbers for me and in, in my fantasy, like the real fantasy, the, the league that uses Yahoo Fantasy. Um, so Julius is just like a stud, and uh, yeah, I like I like the culture there on the team. But, but uh, yeah, I, w- I would probably go.
0: I, w- I would probably take the Seventy Sixers. I just, I just, I don't believe in the books. I don't you believe hear in that, the Ryan. Books. Yeah, the 76ers are 76ers. better than the books, Ryan. That's that's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> we'll see. we'll Dude, see. I knew you were pitching for something. We'll
1: <laughs> see. Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. <laughs>
0: All right, so let's let's round this trade deadline off. With, it's one more trade left, 3.25 p.m. The New Orleans Pelicans trade JJ Reddick and Nicolo Melli to the Dallas Mavericks for Wesley Iwundu, James Johnson, and one second round pick.
2: James Johnson? What? <laughs> it's
1: still uh, an <laughs> X Raptor. It's an X Raptor. I, I didn't know he's still playing. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't, uh, Austin, you want to start this one off?
0: Yeah, I've, I think Dallas won this trade. They got a shooter, J.J. Redick. You know, he's a serviceable player. He plays more than James Johnson and Wesley Wondu, and they also got Nicolo Melli, who's also a good shooter, but this time at the forward position. So I just feel like they just added more shooting in return for kind of bench players in a second round pick. So I gave Dallas an eight out of ten, and New Orleans a six out of ten.
1: Yeah, for sure. I gave pretty much the same scores. I gave Dallas uh, an A minus, and I gave New Orleans a B minus. I just feel like. Johnson can still uh, do something on the defensive end. Not much anymore, but he can still teach Zion, I guess.
0: Teach him how to fight? <laughs> what is he going to teach
1: him? Lost the bodyguard, but, you know, it, it had to be done before shooting.
2: This league's soft. They don't need bodyguards. They're okay.
1: They're oh, okay.
2: Oh, you think the league's soft? Damn, <laughs> oh
0: man. I mean, he's not wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like... I think I think the Mavs definitely. I don't. I wouldn't say New Orleans lost this trade, but the Mavs definitely come out. Obviously, they have the best player in this trade, and and they need that shooter. That's a like we said, you could use as uh, like Austin was giving those whole that example, right? You don't have to be a good defender, but as long as you have some shooters on your team, space off the floor, it changes the whole momentum. That three point shot, like if you knock two, three in a row, JJ Redick's obviously one of the best shooters, greatest shooters. Ever in the league and one of the best right now, so definitely like it for the Mavericks. I'm excited to see that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I would give the same grades you guys gave, although I didn't even care for this trade. <laughs> Anything after three p.m. That's uh, not after mountain. hours, right? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> after. <laughs> yeah, okay. just, I didn't want to work overtime. Lowry stays. That's it. Done. Yes, Lowry stays. <sighs> Day. and that so
1: wrap up yeah that it up but like who
2: would so just on in summary, I guess it's my turn to host as the guest here,
1: who would you guys say are the
2: are the ultimate winners and the ultimate losers if you just have to pick two teams ultimate winners of the deadline and ultimate losers
1: ultimate winner, I think the heat they get that other the, that piece they wanted all along awesome,
0: yeah i I would also take the heat, but for losers, I would. I'll give it to Boston. Yeah, they got Fournier, but you lost their starting center for nothing, and I just think that that's gonna hurt more than they think in the playoffs. True.
2: Yeah, for me, uh, ultimate winners. I'm I'm gonna go back to how we started the segment, talking about the Aaron Gordon trade and everything. Uh, like I, I I think Denver definitely were the winners because they addressed size and they addressed pieces that they needed to compete in the West, and. Losers is the team that didn't do anything. The Lakers were definitely the losers in this uh, in this deadline. They definitely needed. We didn't even talk about them at all, but they needed something to supplement, mm-hmm. like to, to get
1: another. They needed another scoring option. I had the, I had Victor Oladipo going to Lakers last, like my predictions, but that didn't happen at all. I mean, they yeah. could have
0: even picked up someone like George Hill or Rajon Rondo. I mean, a second round pick. And and that, could have, that could
1: have been a, a huge difference, but. LA sadly didn't do anything. Didn't do anything, that.
2: and with question marks around LeBron, and LeBron's gonna be fine, but like with question marks of not knowing 80. whether 80 is gonna be 100 or even 80 yeah. percent, it's uh, it doesn't look good for them. It's, iffy. it's very iffy right now. When we're looking at Utah got better with okay, well not really, <laughs> But but we're looking at Denver got better, and we're looking at uh, the Clippers got better, uh,
1: even the Mavericks got better.
2: It's like what did LA do, like?
1: I don't... nothing really la is really just like waiting for drummond really by this point why well, the back oh, had it too. oh good point good point that's yeah la is really just waiting for aldridge and drummond to come like come crawling to them i heard aldridge is going to the
0: the heat the heat as a yeah, front i heard that
1: too i heard that too yeah if he goes to the um, heat then
0: that i mean the they are gonna be really sad because having aldridge as a backup big i mean that's that's huge
1: that's crazy that's crazy I'd love to see him go to Portland, but the Heat would be, inst- well, not instant, but like
0: top title contenders. I mean, they won't be better than the, the Sixers. So let's get that straight. But they'll, they'll definitely be contenders. They will be much better. Dude, listen, you won't much be saying better. that when Jimmy Butler's lock- getting locked up by Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> are you laughing? <laughs> listen, if you get the ball out of Butler's hands, who's shooting the ball? Like who's so out there shooting him. the ball? The hero, you got Hero shooting the ball. I yeah. love Robinson. Rob- Robinson's gonna get Yo, clamped got, up by Danny Drag-
1: You still got
0: George getting clamped up by George Hill.
1: Oh my lord! Nobody's <laughs> open on that team. Listen,
0: listen. Defense does win championships. Okay, and defense Philly has wins. the best defense in the league. That, that's that's it. Uh, so, you know what? You know you know what? We'll we'll
1: see when playoff team comes around. Not again! No we'll one's gonna
0: argue it because he you knows it's true. You know it's fine. It's fine.
2: We'll make a we'll make a wager after the show,
0: dude. You and wagers, dude. Can you get your mind up gambling? Like, please. Like, like, <laughs> we'll make a wager. That's all I'll say.
1: Yeah, well, I think with that wraps up our show this week. Don, you want an outro for us?
2: This is Danny Green. talking about floyd general podcast. Thanks, guys, for having me. I appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. And uh, I don't know. How do you do these outros?
1: Just do it. Uh, someone Just, else say bye. Just say someone bye. Else Just say All bye. All
2: right. You've been listening to the floor generals on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Uh, my name is Danny Green signing off for Austin <laughs> and Ryan Hu. We'll see you on next week's episode. Thank you. Peace.